Mackie and Judd are talking twins. Talking twins. Now, with 1500ESPN.com senior web editor and resident seam head Derek Wetmore, presented by the Canopy Group for the best insurance coverage at the absolute best price. 2 0 to Austin. A blast to center field. <laughs> you know? My goodness. <laughs> That's into the catch area and back out. <laughs> There's not a ballpark in the world that can hold him. No. Mackie and Judd from the uh, State Fair right now. Zolgad and Collard. Uh, Derek Wetmore, as you just heard, 1500ESPN.com, covers the Twins for us, uh, joins the conversation. All right, let's start with the guy that we, we just heard one of his two home runs in the loss to the Swinging A's yesterday. Uh, Tyler Austin, are you are you buying what you're seeing here, Derek, from him? Because if this guy can come in and provide some pop in 2019, this could be a complete steal when you consider Lance Lynn was the guy that That's went right. to the Yankees for him. So my reaction to his home run was the exact same as Roy Smalley's there. You heard on the clip. He smokes it out to center field and hits second deck up there, which basically nobody gets out up there. Mm-hmm. And Roy Smalley just laughed. I mean, that was the color commentary. He's chuckling at, at the ridiculous power that this guy has. What I'm curious to see, Judd, is he going to be able to combine that with a hit tool? Because we've seen guys with crazy stupid pop the last couple of years not not work out kenny's vargas young ho park come to mind now i'm not comparing them as chris players. carter still a rochester red wing i uh, know i think he was released but mm, they, they have that him. same yeah. kind of hey you can hit the ball 550 feet and that's great but if you can only hit it one out of ten times i don't care so much that's what I'm curious to see. Is he going to be able to combine the hit tool with? The early signs are promising, but I'm not ready to say just because this guy hits moonshots that he's on the team next year. So I, I was at the game yesterday, and I was angry after that home run yeah. because the center fielder chased it. <laughs> Come on, like, man. No, it's one of the coolest things when you mash a home run so yes. much the center fielder just watches it yep. go over like that. That guy went back to the wall like, I'll get this one, guys. Yes, yes. Like, no, no, you won't. You know that why that's 50 feet over your head. Do you why know didn't why? you just stand there? I'll tell you why. That's important for one thing and one thing only clubhouse dynamics if you're on a losing team in august or september and some guy hits it 490 feet and the center fielder just stands there chewing bubble gum and spitting seeds the pitcher's like yeah okay all right but if you're on a postseason team and your center fielder doesn't even like pretend to give it an effort i think the starting pitcher gets a little offended so by that here's my question if it's so it's tyler austin who hits the bomb yeah. and the center fielder goes back for it let's say it's sano or let's just say it's somebody like ken griffey jr then you just give him his due, and then you just watch it because you know it's going to make the highlight reel, but you're like, yeah, That's I'll right. be in that. That's and then a you'll good be point. like, see what I did? Yeah. Hey, great. I'm on SportsCenter. Right. M- Mark McGuire hit it 750 feet, uh. and I just watched it. I, I thought that yesterday, it, it, as soon as that one was hit, every person in the stadium was like, oh, that is no, way, yeah. way gone. And, and then he hits another one. It's crazy that there are five people in the history of Target Field, which I know it's not a 50-year history, but – since Target Field opened, five people have hit it out there. Jim Tomey was the first, but it wasn't the branded bar when it was out there. It, it was just catch it. You know, yeah. Maybe he hit it I over the evergreens one. in center field back when they still I existed. Think, I think it went through the partition there above the trees and below where catch is now. There's like an open area. I think it went through there. I think that it landed in Roseville, actually, oh, that Jim Tomey home run. It was, a, it was a shot. After that, it was Byung-Ho Park got out there, Miguel Sano. <laughs> and then last week, <laughs> I know you're, you're laughing, this but Byung-Ho Park had crazy center field power. Yeah. 
last week. Jake Cave got out there, and now Tyler Austin, both guys who were sort of cast off the Yankees 40-man roster. Jake Cave, though, it's become the norm. I'm bored with it. You know what's really sort of gone away is the conversation in baseball about all the home runs. Like, where did it go? People are still mashing dingers at the same ridiculous rate, but it seems like in the beginning of the season, we were all like, what's up with all these home runs? And now we just decided, okay, dingers. Yep, I'm down with it. Well, there's two evolutions that are happening kind of parallel in baseball right now. Everyone throws 97 with sync or some kind of crazy life yeah. or a huge disparity between their fastball and changeup. Like that's, there are just so many good pitchers, and the Oakland A's bullpen is a perfect example. Fernando Rodney's like their fifth best reliever. They've traded for a great bullpen now. That's just such a good bullpen. They've assembled it on the fly and are just like, okay, yep. you've got no shot. Their closer, Nationals guy who melted down. Yeah, it's a great bullpen. And training's totally underrated. I yep. mean, they've got a – they've got – the recipe to upset better teams in October. There are going to be better teams that they go up against, uh, provided they get there. Once they do, that bullpen is going to scare some people. But there are two things that are happening, Matthew, and I think it's why you don't hear so much about the taters anymore. It's because every pitcher is crazy good now, Mm -hmm. and how could you ever hit this? And then there's the hitter who's like, well, I'm I'm good with 35% strikeouts. I'm going to get mine. I think people are just sort of... They've come to grips with the fact it's, that this is the game right it, now. It's predictable now. We're looking for what's the next Yeah, I step. think once things become predictable, we tune out like it bores us. Sure. So now now strikeouts are absolutely predictable. Pitchers throwing 98, predictable. Home runs, predictable. So in April, I think we were like, look at all these home runs. But that began year two of this. Now it's just the trend. Like you look at the box scores and you see a ton of strikeouts, a ton of home runs, and if you see pitch charts, you see guys throwing 97. So my parents went to the game with me yesterday, and at one point, now they, they don't go to a lot of big league games because where they come from, there's not a big league team. Mm-hmm. But they look up at one point and they're like, wait, there's four outfielders. Yes. Why is there four yes. outfielders? Um, how often are the Twins doing that? Do you feel like this is a thing that Molitor is fully bought into or is begrudgingly doing it? Or are they going to stick with it? Is this sort of like experimentation time of like, let's see how four outfielders works for a while? Yeah, I don't think that the Twins are one of the most aggressive shifting teams, but they've certainly employed the math, if you want to call it that. They say, hey, look, for this specific hitter, I think it was Olsen for the A's, if, you're, if you are a guy whose tendencies are just obvious that they're so transparent logan morrison comes to mind hey he's gonna try to pull the ball in the air so it's gonna go to right field and when he doesn't pull the ball it's a ground ball on the right side of the infield so um when he doesn't pull the ball in the air i should say when a hitter's that predictable you're wasting a shortstop if he's standing over in the shortstop hole you're yeah. you're kind of wasting your third baseman so why not try to cheat a little bit um, you know, it's the, the same thing is happening in the NBA, but we don't think it's weird when teams shoot 53s. We're like, yeah, the math works. Right. We when just the math works, if we like this when the math not. works in baseball, we're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. And right. there are some very vocal critics of the shift that it's maybe it's not helping as much as it is. To answer your question on Molitor, I think he's in with it. I think mm-hmm. uh, he and the coaching staff are a part of the analytics wave and. In a season like this, you might as well figure out if it's going to work for you And guys. he has to be because if, if he's not, he's gone. That's right. Like if he told Falvey, get out of my office, we're not doing this, they'd be like, you're fired. All right, here's my biggest complaint from the past three days of baseball. They have players weekend, right? They come up with these jerseys. And I, I know the old-timer baseball fans don't like them. But you know what? It's a, it's a cool idea. Yeah. Young, weekend young a year. people, Young people embracing baseball, they need that. Like you can't sit here and complain about – 
22-year-olds not caring about baseball and then be like, but you shouldn't put your nickname on the back right. of your jersey. So here's my complaint, though. And, I mean, it, it clearly starts with Joel. But you get guys like Maurer and Grossman, Players Weekend, right? You're supposed to come up, come yeah. up with something for them. You know, Joe Maurer, Cigar Joe from the Cuba tri- or from, from the trip, right, to play Cleveland. And you still go with Maurer or Grossman? Yeah. C- come on, guys. I mean, if we're going to do this, let's come up. Let's at least have somebody it's, say, you're not using Maurer. Is, is Joe ever going to let anybody in? I mean, ever? No. Is he, is he just... Is he ever going to let the public see? Let me at ask you this, guys. His is. own family barely knows him. I think. Let me ask you this, because not surprised that I come to the state fair to talk about the Twins, and Judd is mad about something I'm involving Players Weekend. I'm not mad. It's you just, sound pretty worked up. Well, it's just that I understand why they do it, yes. and for a guy to be like, "Well, I just want Zolgad on the back of my," <laughs> it's like, "Give me your bore ass. Let's get someone in here with a." Yeah. Actually, if someone had gone with Zolgad, it would have been <laughs> tremendous. Just trolling, yeah. Call him Zolgad. Right, yeah. right. It would have been whoever he's ripped the most over the years. Like, I hear you, buddy. I think that. Look, I don't care. Players' nicknames, it doesn't do that much for me, but yeah. if it does it for somebody else, you should do it. That's great. The alternate jerseys, kind of cool. I figured you might like the baby blues. I a did little like bit them. of a throwback. Yeah, it's good. Oh, and no complaints. So uh, to me, it, it just it doesn't bother me at all. I'm, I'm not worked up over anything involving Players' Weekend, and you can't convince me. See, I, I think that the whole Players' Weekend rings hollow because of how baseball acts for all the other weekends. Yeah, that's right. It's not Players' Weekend. It's corporate. Right. You know, it, well, it's it's unwritten rules weekend. Yes, it's, that's right. It's let's be <laughs> Which mad is at, every other least, weekend of the year. Let's be mad at someone's shoes but or how they celebrate a home run. It could be a step in the right direction, though, because yeah. you're right right now. But I'm, but it just it presents an opportunity for personalities to come through, and let's, yeah. do, let's do that. They're celebrating some of their young stars, and I think that's the way you do it. You, you asked about Mahler. Uh, I'm sorry. You asked about Maurer caller a second ago uh, do you think anyone's going to let him in what do you think what if you if you had to put odds on this percentage chance that 20 years from now there is a joe mauer retrospective book there's a there's a biography written or he co-writes something my know. career in my words do you think that's even no. a remote possibility you, you, know, you know what no here here's the thing about mauer too he might just be this boring yes. just in general because I read Paul O'Neill's book. Someone got me Paul O'Neill's book and I read it. And I finished the whole thing and was angry. I was like, nothing ever happened to this guy. Yeah. This guy gets like, mad more than I do. There, there yeah. is, there's like no depth to this guy. Yeah. Like he married uh, his like high school sweetheart cheerleader. He won four World Series and he just he kicked that ball into the infield one time right, and got out. He, he should have written the whole book on that because yeah. it was the only interesting <laughs> thing that ever happened. There was some controversy. To, to, except for when he beat up a water cooler. But that might just be Joe. He might just be this kind of guy. And I think it's allowed people to take a lot of shots at him because he doesn't respond. He doesn't tweet back. He's not going to well, say anything about it. But maybe that's just him. Flip the question around, Derek. Do you believe, uh, as a guy that you have now covered for quite a few years, do, mm-hmm. you, do you believe there's more there? Like, there's definitely some people we cover, and we're like, there's more there. Harrison Smith, Harrison. I think, there's, yep. there's more quiet, there. And whatever. you and you just And you don't want me to know it, and that's your right. But do you ever look at Joe and say, yeah, there's a lot here. My educated guess from talking to him over a number of years, and let's be honest, following his career before I covered sports professionally, I don't think that this is a, a ruse. I, I don't think that he's putting us on. I don't think it's... Well, I got to play the boring act. There is a little bit of that. I covered the Orioles for a summer in Baltimore five, six years ago, and there's a little bit of that. This guy is this guy in the clubhouse, and then he's got his own personal life, 
Um, I'm trying to think of some examples like Matt Wieters, a Jim Johnson, um, even Chris Davis. It's like these these quotes are who he is in baseball. And then if you're just chit chatting with him, that's a different story. JJ Hardy comes to mind too. Joel Maurer, when you're interviewing him about passing Rod Carew on the Twins all-time hit list for second in Twins history. And he says, oh, gee, this is neat. It's pretty special to be mentioned in that kind of company. Anytime you could be mentioned with a guy like Kirby Puckett or Rod Carew, you do, you're doing something right. And we're all thinking, oh, come on. Come on. Live a little. Celebrate. But when you're just, like, chit-chatting with him, it's not an interview, and you're just talking. Same guy. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, Players <laughs> Weekend. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to do Maurer. I didn't really. Nobody had any nicknames for me growing up. It's just that's who he is. It's. I don't think that this is a front. I don't think he's putting us on. Mm. My, and this is just speculation because it's not like no, I, I hang think, out with him seven days think, a week. No, I think you're right. My speculation is everything you've seen from Joe Maurer in his career yep. is exactly who Joe Maurer is when he goes home at night. More uh, Twins talk with Wetmore after this from the State Fair. Matthew Collar, run through the list since we have heard numerous references to uh, home runs yeah. today. When we were talking about the increase in home runs, there was a bunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. The, there was the, the back-to-back, right? Or was it just same inning? The A's just yeah. went yeah. all over the home place. Yeah, they so the box score. you said Tater, I did say and Tater. I said Dinger. So I found a list of the 30 best nicknames okay. for home runs. You guys can stop me when you get one that you really love. All right. So from 30th down, a poke... The long ball, Homer, a knock, a smack, a jack, shot, a high riser. I like that one. Never heard that one. Dinger is my favorite. Dinger. Dinger's pretty good. Okay. Blast, bomb, rocket, missile, laser, roof shot, moon shot, tape measure shot, goner, the big fly. I like that These one. These are specific to their distance hit, too. Yeah. Like, StatCast eventually needs to have. Tape they've, measure. Got, yes. they've got the angle of trajectory, whatever. They've got the exit velocity. They need how far did it travel, and yeah. was that a tater or a moonshot? See, now, I think that this one is perfect for you because you love tater, and that's okay. number 10. Tater's but good. also, we're in Minnesota, and everything comes with taters, tater and it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, I like this one. A no-doubter is number 9. No-doubter's pretty good. The four-bagger. Is no, number eight. I've no, never liked no, that. Eight? You don't like that's four, eight. You don't like four baggers? That shouldn't be eight. That should the, be like uh, these aren't in ranked in popularity. No, they're probably it, just they're, probably just, they're a just list. ranked by some person. Okay, who well, likes I, home runs? I disagree with that person. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, round tripper. That's good. Yep. An out of towner. No, I don't, I've that's, never heard that. I one. have never heard that one either. <laughs> been that, covering baseball that sounds for like a while. reference to something other than a home run. This is another one that's perfect for us. I, maybe the home run was invented in Minnesota. The gopher ball. Yeah, that's perfect. A souvenir. Yeah. Okay. Yahtzee is number three. You brought like that Yahtzee. one up. Yahtzee's pretty good. Grand, grand Salami for the Grand Slam. Yeah. And Apo Taco is rated what? number one. Okay. This person rated Apo Taco so number are, one. These are all specific types of home runs. <laughs> We've got to get to the person who put together this list and ask him or her to justify their rankings. Maybe they're not rankings, but an Apo Taco is just a deep shot to the opposite field. Yeah. Like a, a, a moon shot, it has to go, yeah, what, 450 plus? they're all, they're all home run nicknames, though. Yeah, uh, you can get start getting obscure, and, and those then, are the ones um, I have a little more fun with, like mashed potatoes and yard the, uh, sale. The Anchorman Whammy, of Whammy, course, yeah. is uh, also What was that Joe Buck commercial a couple of years ago where he had the uh, uh, home run slam ball? a ding dong slam a lam ding dong yeah. That was okay. Uh, those are good. Tape measure shot is, is my favorite tape o- measure old school good. one. And you know, the history of that, Mickey Mantle hit a home run against Washington. That was a mammoth shot. Is this shot. a true story? Yes. Okay. True story that I've read it, mm-hmm. at least. That hit a mammoth shot against Washington in Washington. I think it left the ballpark and rolled 
Hmm. And so they actually got a tape measure out to try and get the distance, to try and walk off the distance between home plate and where that ball settled finally. Hmm. And I believe that's how they came up with the phrase tape measure. Like a golf drive that hits the cart path and then yeah. bounces exactly. down so the So they're cart like, path. how far did that go? Like, oh, I, I, I generally drive at 543. That's right. That's every, about how long that Every was. time, every single time that one of these long home runs comes up, whether it's you know, Miguel Sano going 480 or Byung-Ho Park hitting it, deep to center field. Jim Tomey hitting the top of the freaking flagpole in right field, which actually happened. I saw it. Yeah. Every time one of those happens, I hear people say, well, yeah, but Harmon Killebrew hit one. <laughs> and every <laughs> year, up, baby. every year that uh, passes from when Killer actually hit that home run, I'm convinced that it went 15 feet farther than it All actually right. did. It was 500 feet, then it was 515, and now we're up to like 750 feet that Harmon <laughs> Killebrew if I'm not, it. If I'm not mistaken, right after Harmon died and, and they had the ceremony for him at Target Field and yeah. Jim Tomey was up in the last row, I think that's where his farthest home run at the Met went. It went into what would be the last row of the second deck at Target cast, Field. or it didn't happen. Did you well, see... Um, we got problems. When you picks. went to Fenway, Judd, did you see the seat where uh, Ted Williams' longest home run landed? Yeah. Uh, what is it, orange? Yeah. Orange seat? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. It's how, a, how deep uh, was that one? On Triple Play 2000. Well, StatCast didn't have it, so yeah. forget about it. <laughs> the, the video game Triple Play 2000, there was a code where you could play on the moon, sure. and then you would hit 800-foot oh, home runs. Oh, hey, I wanted so to bring that up. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so I saw somebody tweet yesterday, Tyler Austin's home run, which you guys played uh, in front of the first segment when I joined you, went, I don't know, 470 feet, just yeah, eyeballing it. was a bomb. Yeah. I, did the, I got my protractor out in the press box, and I was figuring yeah. out exactly about how far that thing would have gone. As you would. Somebody said, yes, thank you, that it was a 99% hit probability. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, what 99%. Yeah, 99%. Like, hit? is there a ballpark, and, and are there rules in which you could have a center fielder standing 500 now, feet that way that that's not a hit? Okay, here's my answer to that. What does the gravity need to be to pull that thing back I, into I the playing have, field? I have the answer for you. 99%. Detroit... Their old stadium used yeah. to have the pole in play. So if it hit the pole, I think it would have come okay. down and been in play. Yeah. Or uh, Houston had that out on the hill until fairly recently. Yeah, but I they think, got rid of the But if it, hits that, yep. if it hits that pole, is that still in play? There's, there's, I think it is, yeah. Well, well in that case, it's still a double. It it's still a double. You're not going to get that thing pulled away. Oh, 99% yeah, was a joke. Last thing, sir. Byron Buxton, yeah. why, why are we even talking about if he's going to be called up on September 1st? Doesn't it have to be a given it's that weird. he's going to be back here? So Saturday would be the first day rosters expand. I would think you'd want Byron Buxton on the team on that day and starting in center field and probably hitting ninth just for the – give him all of September. But yeah. – Molitor was asked yesterday, how's he doing, and is he safe to say he's a September call-up? And Molitor said, well, I'll address the first part of that question. He's doing fine. No negative reports on the wrist as far as anything reoccurring um, after playing a couple days in a row. I believe Sunday was his third day back-to-back. It's the first time he's done that since the reoccurrence of the wrist injury. But then he said... As for the September call-up, we're going to well, wait on that. Stuff's collapsing around you right now. Well, that's What's going on? Story of our Sounds like uh, the twins. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's a story of our lives. I was going to. Uh, but with Buxton, I think that there's like, oh, it was the Joe poster. For, oh, no. Uh, yeah, you're the, not going to be able Suchere to. The podcast, podcast structure. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, it's still going to be a podcast. Somebody fix this thing. So uh, 
it doesn't make any sense to me why they would not call him up. Yeah. There are two reads. It was one, either they're not going to and they don't want to say that yet, or two, they are going to, and you don't want to just put that out there and make that news, make that a headline right. and say, hey, Byron Buxton's coming up, because then every other fringe roster guy's like, well, well hey, bleep, am I going to be up in September? Bleep them. They're I'm fringe just saying, roster man. guys. I'm just I don't saying. care, I don't yeah. care if Nick Gordon's ticked at me. Or maybe they haven't decided yet, and they want to see how he plays in Rochester over the next few days. I think that would be a joke. Like, if it's possible that that's what's happening, Matthew, but if that's happening, I think it's the wrong way to go about it. The two most important things for your future of the Twins, if you're looking at a three-year, five-year plan, get Buxton back. Make sure Sano is back. We've seen some encouraging signs from Sano, but it's still not fully there. Yeah. If those guys are superstars, it smooths over a lot of rough edges with the rest that, of the roster. The play yesterday with Sano, I couldn't decide if I felt like it was really good that he got to the ball and he could bend and get it, or if it was really bad that the guy was still safe. And like that's a play, not, the backhand play. Yeah, where that's, he a, that's, it. that's a play that most third basemen make. I yeah, think. I think there's there's a certain amount of Sano that you just have to accept, where it's a high volatility. He'll make some amazing plays to his backhand because of his arm. And he'll make the charge plays and the barehanded bunts and all that. But he's going to be hit or miss going to his left. He's going to be, you know, like some plays on his backhand he's just not going to make. And I'm cool with how well he plays for the most part. As long as he's consistent, I think he could actually really be a good third baseman. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Check out Derek's work, 1500ESPN.com, covering the Twins. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.